Welcome to the Amplifier Podcast, the show where the best in business discuss how you can grow your business best. I'm Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and on his final of three episodes, Don Cooper is joined by someone who really cares deeply for the employee experience and making their time extremely memorable, Dylan Schoonover. This is a key aspect to having a healthy and cohesive team, so make sure you subscribe, and if you haven't already heard them, go back and listen to our other two episodes with Dylan. And as always, I truly do hope that you enjoy this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. You know, when you mention the experiences and whatnot um, for employees, you know, our number one foundational core value in all of our companies is called family first. But family first for us means that we're all family. We all we all make a decision to work together uh, for a third of our lives, right? I mean, between, if you think about how much we are in the workplace, whether that's remote or at the office versus when you're uh, not at work versus when you're asleep, then, you know, at least a third of your time you're working in, in, in with, with all of your, your colleagues. And so you're making a choice to be with them. So why not make it great experiences? Why not look after each other? Why not take care of each other? Uh, why not make sure that it's not just about spreadsheets and performance and about cool experiences that um, that bring people together? I mean, think about, you know, that you mentioned retention, but what about recruitment? What about, <laughs> and what, and what about referrals from existing staff? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so easy. Um, in fact, I met with a guy who I've known for 15 years uh, this morning. And he works for another company and he's been a financial advisor at that company for several years. And I said, Hey, you know, let me just, let me just talk to you about coming here because we, we really need, um, you know, your position here. And I know you're really talented. And, and we cut, we talked through it and he's like, this doesn't seem real. He's like, you're telling me X, Y, and Z can happen. And you guys do this and you've done that. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And he's like, yeah, but yeah, but it doesn't seem real. <laughs> I'm like, I know that. I was like, we live in La La Land, but we live in La La Land by choice. And what I mean by that is, we make a choice to make you know fantasy or or you know people have these big wish lists. Especially younger people talk a lot about you know their bucket list, and so we see that a lot. Like, I've got X, Y, and Z on my bucket list, and I'm like we're here to check off your bucket list. Like, that's what I want to do. Like I, I give people, you know, Dan Sullivan's the bigger future um, piece from strategic coach. And I say, you know, show me what you want in the next 10 years, what you want in your personal life, what you want in your professional life. And what they don't know when I'm asking for that is, is I'm looking for ideas essentially. Like I'm saying, okay, you know, do you want to go swim with whale sharks or do you want to go do something, you know, completely off the wall I've never thought of. And then we're going to go take the whole team and do it. And so when you recruit people, uh, it's funny because we're very picky about who we hire, right? And, and you guys probably are too. But the thing is, is I have never had anybody go through an interview with me and then go, yeah, I didn't want that job. They always follow up, you know, with letters they write and with emails they write, or they send me messages on LinkedIn, like this place sounds amazing. And I've had to reject people over and over and over again. And in fact, it's almost like a, a comical thing with my events director when I interview people with her, like, I always send her like the messages and I'm like, here's another one because, you know, ultimately we can't always hire everybody we interview. And so, but, but we never leave with people going, yeah, that didn't sound like fun or I don't want to work there. So with recruitment, it's, it's like, 
it, it's just, it's magical almost because you create such a, a vivid experience that everybody wants to be a part of that. You know, every family, every business, every organization out there has a culture, right? Yep. Most cultures, uh, maybe many people don't even think about it, but they, you know, culture at, at the end of the day in any organization is the feel, it's the vibe that you get when you're there. And you have a choice to either accept the vibe or create the vibe. And, and I, I mean, what you're describing is, is creating culture. It's creating an intentional culture to create a place that where you want to be, where everyone wants to be, as opposed to accepting a culture that just happens to have evolved through, you know, whatever, whatever means. And, you know, that idea of an intentional culture, I think is such a, a powerful thing. And it's not done by a lot of companies. I, you know, I, I wear this t-shirt every day at work and it talks about five of our core values. We actually have 19 different elements of our culture that we intentionally emphasize in our, in our business. But at the foundation of our culture on my t-shirt, it says family first and find a way is this idea of embracing innovation. Now, before we were intentional about describing, here's how we want to work, here's how we want to behave, here's how we want to feel, then our culture was something else, right? It, you know, and it, it was, it was the, 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 the addition of each person who came in and whatever they, what, whatever they brought um, and potentially whatever baggage they brought to the table in terms of how they interacted <laughs> with people. And some of the intentionality in our culture was actually by me experiencing some things I didn't want in the business. And one of them was I, I had a really great, um, I had a really great uh, facility training facilitator a number of years ago. And it, I didn't really quite, it didn't resonate with me at the moment because we're in a very engineering technical business. And he said, you should hire for 85% attitude and 15% skill. And I believed it, but I didn't really know how to uh, make it happen. But then I had experiences where we had a few people who joined the business who were really highly skilled in what they did. And they had a particular stance that said, you know, I'm going to make business decisions. Sometimes you're not going to like those business decisions. It's business. It's not personal. And it, it, that was the statement. It's business. It's not personal. And, and I, and, and I really, I was trying to articulate, like, that doesn't feel right to me because it's personal for every person who is, who's experiencing what you're describing. You know, you're, it, it's only business for you. It's not business for the people who receive your feedback, your, your direction, your, um, your criticism, whatever it happens to be. It is, you know, intimately personal. Um, and it was, it was actually through going through that. And a couple of people left the organization because that person was just impossible to work with. And it was through that, that I really galvanized our foundational core value of family first, that it is personal. That, like working here, it is personal. We're going to look after you. We're going to look after each other uh, because we're family. 
And, and that was, that was something that for me, we had to discover over time. We knew it was deep down in our bones. Um, but it wasn't until we had some actually bad experiences that we weren't happy with that we said, you know, we've got to make sure that we do some things to, to create the right intentional culture to ensure that we are attracting the kinds of people that we want, that we're keeping the kinds of people that we want, and that the people that are here love being here. Um, I remember many years ago, and, and my wife does this so well in our family, um, I remember listening or watching to something that Tony Robbins said about a lesson he was teaching his children, and they were, they had great, uh, they had, a, they were in a restaurant, they had this great waiter, and he was trying to show, I think it was his daughter, you know, how to make a cool experience that doesn't cost you anything, it's simply, how do you really make someone's day, and they were getting such great experience from this waiter that Tony stood up in his booth and he announced to the entire restaurant just how incredible this waiter was and instead of just giving them a a little private you know pat on the back testimonial or something tony you know he's full of energy tony goes over the top and announces to the basically the whole world how awesome that their waiter was and later you know in, in the moment tony was making that experience for the waiter but what he explained later is he was making that experience memorable for his children and making memories is what people ultimately collect like you know, you don't you can you collect memories and it's those memories that are what makes life worth living right makes and makes work worth working yeah you couldn't be more right about that and it's one of those things that it doesn't take a lot of effort sometimes to change somebody's day or potentially change their life. Um, and you never know when that is going to come if you're not looking for it or you're not willing to do it. And my wife jokes with me that when I go into a Walmart and I'm just there to buy a few groceries, like my goal at the end of that, if, if it's not an automatic checkout and I'm going through or somebody's actually checking me out, I always say I want to leave them with a smile on their face. So whether that takes me one question or three questions to get them to smile about something that I'm going to talk to them about, like I'm going to do it because it doesn't take that much effort for me and it changes the course of their day. I mean, if you think about somebody working at a Walmart, like it doesn't sound that exciting to me and nothing against anybody when working there. But like if you do the same thing all day and people don't really ignore you or they're in a hurry or they're rude to you, like that doesn't sound very pleasant. So I want to stop and show like, hey, I care about you. Like I care that you're doing this and you're helping me finish my task here. And so just a small conversation, even something like, Hey, when do you get off? You know? And they're like, Oh, in three hours, you know, I got three more hours to go. And I'm like, well, cool. What are you going to do tonight? And then it might just like perk them up a little bit, just to share a small little detail. So those little things can make just a little bit of difference to make somebody's day better. And then you don't, you don't always see the fruits of your labor. You don't know if that perked them up in their next three hours, you know, they might've affected somebody else in the line and they got a much better day out of it. So it's a small little thing, but it can really change, you know, the way the day goes for you and others. You know, out of this conversation, there's one, there's a couple of things that I've learned from you, which I love having conversations where I learn something um, that I can take into my life. Uh, you know, what I learned, well, outside of doing some really cool experiences that are uh, probably broader experiences or, or uh, 
more extreme things than I've done. I, I, it, the thing that I love that I'm going to implement and I'm, I, I think is so powerful is creating the anticipation of something. Hey, there's going to be a cool thing we're going to do, but not telling them what it is so that there's, you just create this buzz and you, whatever the experience is, it's a surprise. Yeah. I really, really love that idea. I'm going to put that into action in my life and with my teams going forward. I think that that's fantastic. That's um, awesome. And the more, you know, more enthusiasm you have on that, the more they're going to get hyped for it. And after the first time you do it and it's something really awesome, then the anticipation for the second time is going to be really over the top. They're going to, it's going to be just buzzing around the office. Now, I don't know what everyone else's business cultures are like, but I, I, I had a big smile on my face yesterday. Um, and I, a lot of people listening might go, oh, well, we wouldn't do that or I'd never thought of that. But something simple, as you create this culture of fun things to do, hopefully what happens is other people in the organization start to do it as well. And you don't, leaders don't need to have leadership titles. Uh, after we spoke on Monday, you know, before we were getting ready for recording this, um, I see an email come out from one of our uh, one of our coordinators, and it was for all employees across the whole company. Um, and they and you know we're we're living in some some COVID lockdown stuff, so a lot of us are still working remotely, and we try to create uh, situations where we can interact in a different way because we can, we literally. We couldn't get together and jump out of a plane today, even if we wanted to. Um, <laughs> and so uh, what we are doing as a business on Thursday is we've arranged uh, for a, a, a murder mystery event uh, for one o'clock on Thursday afternoon. It's you know in the middle of the workday, one o'clock, all employees across the company, if you're available, come to this Zoom link. We've got a, a host and, you know, it's all facilitated to, you know, to go through this sort of pantomime sort of uh, uh, play and figure out, you know, who killed the, the inspector or whatever it is. So, uh, and what was really fun about that is that I didn't have anything to do with organizing it. Um, yeah. It was just someone else on the team. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's a Thursday at one o'clock. And, and, and someone said to me, well, are you okay with that? I'm like, absolutely. This is fantastic. That is so awesome. I have, I have a story about that. I did that with, uh, with clients and employees one time at an event and I, I'll spare the whole details, but they didn't know it was going on. And so yeah. both the, both the clients who were there and the employees thought they, these were other clients. And so the scenario, the scenario was that a woman was there with a man and there was four other characters there too. And one of the other characters was the, one of the woman's ex boyfriends and so it got really awkward and there was like a big blow up and then this person like falls over and dies in the middle of our event while, while I was presenting and the people had no idea what was going on I was like ladies and gentlemen we've just witnessed a murder now we must solve it and then they were like <laughs> love it, <laughs> it yeah so funny so you're gonna, you guys are gonna have a bunch of fun yeah we, we we did something exactly like you described at a company Christmas party um two or three years ago. And what was fun about it is I didn't know about it. Yes. Like they, yes. they didn't even, they didn't, my team didn't even tell me. And it wasn't until we have a murder to solve. 
Well, it turned out that most of the waiters and some of the guests were all part of the uh, part of the act. And <laughs> and then, at, you know, the second half of the evening was everyone piecing together, you know, who did what and who said what. And, and it was just a just a, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And awesome. I love it. So listen, man, um, you know, for all of our listeners and, and they're create, you know, for creating, if they really, if this really resonates with them and they want to create some cool experiences uh, for their employees to attract top talent, keep top talent, create stronger teams. Cause I think that's what all of those things happen. What do you, would, what do you suggest they do? What should they do next? Sure. So, I mean, one, uh, if you're a creative type, you know, run with it yourself and, and, and look at who you've got on the team, what you can do. I realize that some of these things that I've talked about today and, and many more I could tell you about offline, um, you know, won't work for a thousand people. It's going to be hard. I mean, maybe you can get a bunch of planes lined up somewhere, but you might have to section it off for, for less. So if you can do that and you, you have the creative juices inside of you, go for it because you know you got to just start somewhere because one of the things i hate the most is when somebody says we've got a great culture and then an employee gets in there and they go you know what this isn't what i thought it was going to be like they feel like they've been hoodwinked and so don't do it unless it's true i always tell people when they when somebody i'm like like a, a group party or something and somebody's like yeah our culture is great uh, you know what the first thing out of my mouth is it's prove it like give me give me just in five minutes prove it to me and so a lot of people can't so if you're going to do it, you know, do it and, and be committed to it as first of all. And if you're creative, you can run with it. I'm sure you can get some ideas maybe today or do it yourself. Um, but if you got questions, I mean, I'm happy to answer anything for anyone. Uh, Don will have my contact information. I'm sure I'd be happy to give you things. I don't need any, any anything other than just to say, hey, here's a few ideas that I run with. Um, my next idea that I think I'm going to do is uh, they do military training out in San Diego and they have this program where you can bring your teams out to the military training and they'll run you through legit real boot camp. And so, uh, like I said, I've done some physical things with people. I've done some fear things with people. This will be a mental toughness with them and it'll be fun, you know, going through the, the muddy army crawling and going over the walls and climbing up stuff with real military members yelling at you like so that I think I'm going to do the next thing and then we'll, we'll combine it and we'll get like a mansion like in San Diego on the beach and, and do something really cool there um, but one day they may think they're going out to breakfast and they're actually coming out for the, the workout of their life so uh, <laughs> I love it <laughs> It's just, it, I just love this stuff. So, uh, you know, it just depends on the nature of the person, but I feel like a lot of people can start small, or they can go big. It just depends on what you want to do. I always try to one up myself because I want to do something that'll just continue to fuel that fire. Cause like you said, at the end of the day, this is about building the best possible team you can have, having the most fun in the moment because you spend so much time with these people. And then also giving them experiences and memories that they would not have got elsewhere because you can, you know, when you, when you're given great authority, I feel like much is required of you uh, to give back. And that's such a big deal to me to be able to give people experiences they couldn't experience themselves. Fantastic. I, uh, I, I love the idea of, of a surprise boot camp. <laughs> I think it would, I think it would kick my ass. I think I'd have to cheat and do some prep in advance to be quite honest. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's Dylan, man, great. thank you for coming on. I hope that uh, at your ideas have inspired some of our listeners to, to create cool experiences. At the end of the day, 
you know, life's too short to take it too seriously. And we're, we all can choose to treat work like work, or we can choose to treat work like part of our life and, and blend the two together. And the best way to do that, I think, is to have fun. And I think what you've described is, is you know, at its core is, you know, have fun and create cool experiences. But if you're a leader, you're a business leader, you're going to attract top talent, you're going to keep top talent, you're going to make stronger teams, because you create experiences that have nothing to do with the work that you do. Yeah. Thank you so much, Don. And I promise for anybody out there saying, how does this turn into ROI? I guarantee you, your business will improve. Guarantee it. It is just, there's no way you won't have a better atmosphere, a better employee and a better ROI the following year. Awesome. Dylan, thanks for coming on the show. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch or learn more about Don Cooper or our guest Dylan Schoonover, then you can find both their links in the description of this episode. Make sure you leave a like and a five-star rating. It truly does help us out a lot. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening again, and we'll see you next time on the Amplifier Podcast.